Bible reading for today is going to be in Psalm 71, verses 1 through 5, verse 8, and 14 through 16, uh, verse 19, and then 23 and 24. Is it back there? Jacob put it in there. Yep, there it is. Okay. I'm reading a different version, so it's going to be a little different from that. But, Lord, I seek refuge in you. Let me never be disgraced. In your justice, rescue and deliver me. Listen closely to me and save me. Be a rock of refuge for me where I can always go. Give the command to save me, for you are my rock and fortress. Deliver me, my God, from the power of the wicked, from the grasp of the unjust and oppressive. For you are my hope, Lord God, my confidence from my youth. My mouth is full of praise and honor to you all day long. But I will hope continually and will praise you more and more. My mouth will tell about your righteousness and your salvation all day long, though I cannot sum them up. I come because of the mighty acts of the Lord God. I will proclaim your righteousness, yours alone. Verse 19, your righteousness reaches heaven, God. You who have done great things, God, who is like you? Verse 23, my lips will shout for joy when I sing praise to you because you have redeemed me. Therefore, my tongue will proclaim your righteousness all day long. For those who seek my harm will be disgraced and confounded. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Amen. Well, we want you to stand back to your feet this morning, if you would. Uh, we have a lot of people out with their mothers, different places, but we still have a great crowd here this morning. So welcome somebody. If you haven't seen them in a while, give them a good holy hug and tell them it's good to see them in church this morning as we get started. So go ahead and do that now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Turn and shake somebody's hand close to you and welcome them. Hug their neck. Amen. Well, I saw the light. I saw the light. No more in darkness. No more in
How many is ready to fly away? Turn to somebody and tell them you're going to heaven. It won't be very long, believe me. the valley you know I don't have to fear you have called me from my sorrow to gladness I have you what more could I want so raise my faith a little higher set my spirit on fire Lord Raise my 
hand clap. Somebody shout, revival shout. Oh, yeah. Come on, how many really wants revival? Raise your hands to the Lord, stretch them up high. Revival. Sing that again. Joy, praise
worship him just for a moment, church. Father, we just praise you. We give you glory this morning. We give you glory this morning. Father, we love you. We love you. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Holy, holy is he. Sing a new song to him who sits on heaven's mercy seat. Hallelujah. Sing it again. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Holy, holy. a new song to him who sits on heaven's mercy seat. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. creation I sing praise to the king of kings you are my everything and I will adore you I will adore you Lord clothed in rain Flashes of lightning roll. 
awestruck wonder at the mention of your name. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jesus, your name is power, a breath and living water. I know it's such a marvelous mystery. When we sing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, was and is and is to come. Hallelujah, we praise you, God. With all creation I sing. in this place right now. Can we just love him? Come on. Feel the rain of your love. Feel the winds of your spirit. The heartbeat of heaven. Let us hear. We feel the rain of your love. Feel the winds of your spirit. The heartbeat of heaven. Let us hear. Let it Let us hear. Let it 
saturate us today. Hallelujah, we love you, God. Saturate us. Give the Lord a hand clap. Hallelujah. 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 I don't know about you, but I feel his presence. I feel worship in this place. Somebody say, I feel worship in this place. Sometimes we have a shout. Sometimes there's worship more. I feel worship this morning. Amen. I don't know about you, but I, and I felt an atmosphere changing as we were saying those worships. Amen. One more time, just raise your hand to the Lord and say, Lord, we love you. Lord, we love you. Lord, we love you. Wave to him. Just say, Lord, I love you. I love you this morning. In Jesus' name. And everybody says, Amen. You can be seated if you can. Amen. Praise God. honor to have all of our mothers with us today. It's another honor today. We're doing something for Mother's Day. I think it's so special. We're getting ready to dedicate a young man to the Lord. Somebody say amen. amen. So I want to ask right now, Sarah and Tyler, all the family, any, all the family that's with you, bring them all and come, come as we dedicate him this morning. Ask Sister Donna to come forward and Sister Patty and Brother Sammy, if you would. Her money, thinks she's got to bring an offering. Not, not right now. We're good. Thank you for thinking about that. Amen. Out of the mouth of babes. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. I'm so proud of this family. We were able to baptize. I'm getting more orders from headquarters. You know, I, I have learned. Well, we'll talk about that later. Anyway. I don't want to get in the ditch too, too quick. You guys should turn around and face me, though. Uh, Sarah, turn around and face this way. Amen. But I'm so proud of this family. Last week we were able to baptize Tyler and, and Sarah. And uh, what an awesome, awesome 
thing to see a family dedicating their lives to God. Amen. We need more families. You know, we need more families. Every Wednesday, every time we pick up kids, every time we do anything, we have so many orphan kids that parents just push them out and get say, get on the van and go to church or do this. And we need families like this to come to church. Get up on Sunday morning and say, hey, get, get your clothes ready. We're, we're going to church today. And when that, when that little kid or that, that, that teenager or whatever says, no, I'm going to stay home and play video games, they say, no, 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 no. You're going to church today. That's right. We need more families. Amen. I said we need more families. Yes. We're one generation away from being extinct almost right. as Christians in this nation. And we, hey, and we need more families. She says, not with me here. You're not extinct. I'm here. Amen. All right. Well, praise God. Baby dedication is a special rite observed in a worship service where parents pledge to raise a child in the Christian faith. Because raising a child in faith is not done independently. I, we recommend that we all join in with them this morning as we uh, raise Caden. And he is all boy. So we want to first read from Matthew 19, 13 through 35, or 13 through 15, I'm sorry. Then were brought unto him little children, and he should put his hands on them and pray, and the disciples rebuked them. But Jesus said, Suffer, little children, and forbid them not to come unto me, for of such is the kingdom of heaven. And he laid hands on them and departed this. We're going to be doing that in a moment, praying and laying hands on them and praying. The family is a divine institution ordained of God from the beginning of time. Children are a heritage of the Lord committed by him to the parents for care, provision, protection, and spiritual training. It is good when parents recognize all of these obligations and responsibilities and make every effort to fully carry them out. In this act of dedication, Tyler and Sarah are, have acknowledged these Responsibilities, and they come before us today to dedicate Caden to God. Somebody say amen. amen. And they come today saying they want God's will for him in his life. At Grace Warehouse Church, we dedicate children, and then we baptize them later when they know what it's all about. Just as Hannah dedicated Samuel to the Lord and Joseph and Mary dedicated the infant Jesus to the Lord according to Jewish custom, we believe Dedication more closely follows the biblical pattern than baptism even, of which we have no pre precedent of an infant or a child being baptized in the Bible. What I'm saying is that we don't baptize children until they know what it's all about. But we dedicate them. I said we will dedicate them to the Lord. Amen? So the dedication ritual does not impart faith or forgiveness of sins for Caden. Rather, it is Tyler and Sarah's public acknowledgement that this child is a gift to them from God. They have a spiritual responsibility for the Christian nurture of training this child. All right. Sarah and Tyler, you have brought Caden before us today to publicly dedicate him to the Lord. And I have a few questions I want to ask you. Will you accept God's given responsibility to raise Caden in a Christian-centered home? 
Will you teach and discipline him in your home so that you are not solely dependent on the church or school system to impart biblical knowledge and spiritual values to Caden? Will you not assume that your careers or peer approval are the highest goals in life, but rather what will advance the cause of Christ in his life? Will you not make your life's choices based on secular trends or material gain, but rather will you make your life's choices based on what will benefit and strengthen the faith of your family? Tyler, as Cade's earthly father, you will give time to him and attention to him and the affection that he needs to show the true nature of, a father, of our father in heaven, but you're his natural father here on earth. You'll show that to him, will you? Sarah, as his earthly mother, will you give the special attention and special attachment he craves from you, and the special nurturing touch that only you as a mother can give, but it was given to you by God? I'm going to ask the congregation to stand at this, point, this time. And I want you to say, we will, if you will. If you won't, don't lie. But we ask you to do this as a church. Will you regularly pray for Tyler and Sarah and Caden? Will you conduct your life in a way that reinforces the biblical values that he's taught at home? In the future, Tyler and Sarah... If they're not available for Caden, will you do everything you can to be there for him? Yes. Amen. That means taking him home. I'm just kidding, it doesn't. <laughs> if need be, we would. Amen. I want to ask Patty to come and Sister Donna, and they're going to tag team a prayer over Caden this morning. Amen. So if you'll, Caden, if you come with me for a second, come here and hold my hand. He says, no. I'll come down here to you. All three of y'all come here. Y'all can come all stand together. <laughs> all right. Okay. You want to hold this? Thank you. You hold this. Okay, we need to pray first. Lord Jesus, Lord, we come before you, Lord. We thank you for this family, Lord Jesus, Lord. We pray that you protect Caden, Lord Jesus from all walks of life, Lord Jesus, that you'll protect him and guide his footsteps, Lord, that you'll bless him and anoint him in the man that he should grow to be, Lord, and that is in you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Lord, we thank you for Caden, God. We thank you for the anointing that's upon his life. We thank you for the call of God that's on his life, God. We ask you to watch over, protect him, and lead him, and guide him, God. Let him know your voice at this young age, God. Let him know your voice, God, when you speak to him, God, and let him be willing and obedient to do what you have called him to do, God. Let the gifts of the Spirit, God, be at work in his life now, God, and let them manifest, God, and let him walk in the gifts of the Spirit and the anointing of the Holy Ghost, God. Fill him at a young age with your power and your spirit, God, and your anointing, God. Let it rest greatly upon him, God. As he walks through life, God, let God just lead God and direct and protect him, God, and keep him safe, God. And we thank you and praise you, God. Bless these girls, too, God. Let your angels and camp about them. Let your blood cover them, God. Let your Holy Spirit rest upon them, God. I ask you, God, to protect them and keep them from harm, God. Let your anointing rest on the girls, too, God, and just let them, God, grow up to be great women and mighty women of God, that they would walk, God, in your anointing and in your favor, God. And I ask you to bless them all. Bless this home, God. Bless Tyler and Sarah, God, and bless them all, God, and let them, God, let 
let your grace and your favor and your love rest upon them, God, and let them walk, God, and bless them, God, with, with a good, strong Christian home, God, in Jesus' name, amen. I'll ask Brother Sammy to pray over Tyler and Sir, if you would. Heavenly Father, we come before you right now, Lord. We just ask you to touch this, this family right now, Lord. We ask you to touch this mom and this dad, Lord Jesus. You see them, Lord, and their hearts desire, Lord, to raise this young man into your will, Lord Jesus, and through your your power and your might, Lord Jesus, yeah. they'll be able to, Lord. Just touch them, Lord Jesus. Yeah. Be with them, Lord. Uplift them, lead God, direct their steps as he grows older, Lord, that they'll be times where they'll have to make decisions but may let it be decisions that you have made for him lord jesus but just be with them uplift them and bless them in jesus name we pray amen amen praise god let's give them a good hand amen bless you. Bless you, bless you. okay i'll trade with you now i need that back okay. i love you bless you that was so much fun she said what a special thing to do on Mother's Day. What do you think? Dedicating a baby to the Lord. Amen. Give the Lord another hand clap. Amen. Hallelujah. Do you want to give this to them now? Tyler, I'll ask you to come back and get this if you would. It's his first Bible and certificate from us. Amen. Praise God. If ushers come right now. We'll receive our morning tithes and offering. Amen. I don't want you using Jimbo this morning. He gets on my nerves, man. He had his wife tell me, he said, she's got something very important to tell you. And I said, what is it? I thought it was like a prayer request or something. I leaned down, and uh, she said, you spit. I said, what? He said, that's why we're not sitting on the front row. Jimbo says you spit on him when you preach. <laughs> I would be up there if you promised not to do it. Well, it's holy water, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> Good anointing, that's right. Jimbo's going to sing for us one of these days. He's got a voice like crazy that can sing. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you again for this day. We thank you for your presence we feel in this house, dear Lord. We know that you are here, dear Lord, and we thank you for every mother that's in this place, dear Lord. We just ask you to touch those that are in their own homes, dear Lord, that would love to be here, those those that would that would love to be here or those that are in the nursing homes or in the hospital that would love to be here, dear Lord. We just ask you to touch them. And, dear Lord, we just ask you to touch our government, dear Lord, touch our leaders, dear Lord. Have them make decisions that would be pleasing to you and not pleasing to this world, dear Lord. Dear Lord, we just ask you to take this offering and multiply it. And if for someone in this house that don't know you as our Savior, let today be that glorious day they call upon your name. And, Jesus, we thank you again for just forgiving us of what we for fall so short of your glory. In Jesus' precious name I pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. When I think of his goodness, what is done for me, and I think of his goodness, and how he's set me free, I can dance. 
How many love to run in the Lord? How many love to shout? How many love to sing? How many love to praise? Amen. Man, when he gets on you, you got to do something. Turn to somebody, you got to say, you got to do something. Amen. Some people like to run, some people like to dance, some people like to spin, some people like to shout. Amen. Praise the Lord. When it's on you, you got to do something. Once again, happy Mother's Day. To all of our mothers, are y'all cold in here? Somebody, somebody. Okay, uh, where's Randall at? Randall, adjust that thing. When I see somebody start shivering back there and putting a, a sweater on, I think, well, they're cold. <laughs> well, I started a war right here on Mother's Day. Uh, I just want you to know from this point on, if there's anything wrong with the air or the heat, blame Randall. He's the one. Okay. All right. <laughs> Did he run away when I said that? <laughs> he went the other direction. Amen. Again, happy Mother's Day. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's go to the Lord in prayer before I get started. Brother Rodney, would you stand where you're at back there and ask God's blessing? Amen. Continue to remember mom. She just was heartbroken. She couldn't be here this morning. She is not doing good. She's doing a little better, but she is not doing good yet, and we have to make some hard decisions tomorrow on what we're doing as far as family to, to get her the best help possible. She's had a very rough two weeks, but I want to thank God for Sister Linda, her doctor. She has made uh, her, her, her primary doctor, and we have t called her numerous times every day what do we do? What do we give her? What, is this too much? Is this not enough? And uh, my brother Philip's in for a couple of weeks from North Carolina, so he's, been, he's got the duty of just staying almost 24-7 with, with her. Sister McGinnis has come out and stayed a couple of days, and we certainly appreciate her love that she has shown towards mom. And Different ones have visited, and we, we appreciate that. But uh, Sister Linda has gone way beyond what any other doctor would probably go. And uh, 
because it's not only her patient, it's like her mom too. I mean, they, I mean, and mom loves Sister Linda so much. And if Sister Linda says it, it's gospel, believe me. If Sister Linda said I have a Tylenol, you, I can have a Tylenol, whatever. But I uh, thank you, Sister Linda, for being there for our family as you have been. So keep her in prayer. Uh, it'll be a few more weeks possibly before she's back with us in church and she just wants us to tell you she loves you. Amen. I have a wonderful mother. Well, you know, mothers do a lot of things and uh, mothers teach a lot of different things. Mothers teach about time travel. If you don't straighten up, I'm going to knock you in the middle of next week. Anybody ever use that, mothers? Mothers teach about logic. Because I said so, that's why. Mothers teach about foresight. Make sure you wear clean underwear in case you're in an accident. Mothers teach about irony. Keep crying and I'll give you something to cry about. Mothers teach about the science of osmosis. Shut your mouth and eat your supper. Now, how do you do that? Mothers teach about stamina. You will sit there until all that spinach is gone. Mothers teach us about the weather. This room of yours looks like a tornado went through it. Can anybody identify with these? Mothers teach about the circle of life. I brought you into this world, and I can take you out. <laughs> Mothers teach about behavioral modification. Stop acting like your father. <laughs> Mothers teach about envy. There are millions of less fortunate children in this world that don't have wonderful parents like you do. Mothers teach about anticipation. Just wait till we get home. Mothers teach about receiving. You're going to get it when you get home. Mothers teach about medical science. If you don't stop crossing your eyes, <laughs> they're going to end up like staying like that. <laughs> Mothers teach how to become an adult. If you don't eat your vegetables, you'll never grow up. Mothers teach about genetics. You act just like your father. I don't know how those got in there. Mothers teach us about our roots. Shut that door. You think you was born in a barn? And there's some more, but I won't go on. But there, mothers are a wonderful, wonderful thing. Amen. Without mothers, we wouldn't be here, of course. We want to take this time and wish every mother a happy Mother's Day. We want to also pray for all of the mothers this morning. There's so many mothers that... Uh, are not able to be with their children because of whatever. There's so many children that don't have their mothers, so we want a special prayer for all of those this morning because even though it's a great day of celebration, sometimes it can be a great day of sadness. But if you have, we won't say lost your children or your mother, we won't say lost because we know where they're at and we're going to be with them again. We know where they're at. Somebody say amen. I want to acknowledge Donna for a moment. She hates me to do this, but I want to. For the incredible job she's done in raising our daughter, Candace, and for 
the great mother she is and for the great grandmother she is. She is an amazing grandmother. And I want to say a happy anniversary to her because it's our 39th this last week. Amen. Jimbo, 39 years she's been blessed with me. But seriously, you have no idea the sacrifices that Donna makes for you. She is to be appreciated in this church. She comes in from working all day long, and the first thing she starts doing is either calling people or texting people. She ends up going to meetings many nights a week, practicing songs for the praise team and studying to teach, as well as praying for you, her church family. So this morning, we need to acknowledge the first lady of this church, Donna, can we stand? I want us to acknowledge her this morning. Thank you. And I'll hear about that later, so hope somebody can have me over at their house for lunch. So. Mothers have to balance between being supportive, caring, loving, nurturing, and not becoming controlling, manipulative, or interfering. Now, already I've made some mothers mad. But I want to talk to you today about something that will help you as a mother or even as a father to live in this life here on earth without the frustration sometimes that you feel. Somebody say amen. How many knows parenting can be frustrating? As parents, we all have visions and plans for our children, what they should look like, what sports they should play, what they should do at church, where they should go, what they should do, and who they should do it with, what college they should attend if they attend, who they should date, what kind of person should they marry. We want to make our opinion known as parents, don't we? And we do. But sometimes in all of this, we try to play the role of God instead of the role of parents. And ultimately, we may mess up or interfere with God's plan for our children. How many have thought that your child should have ended up with somebody else or should end up with it? You, you got your idea. <laughs> have to be careful. Where's Isaac at? Yes, he is. <laughs> oh, you don't. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> This is why as parents, especially mothers, go to bed tired, wake up tired, and deal with worry and stress all day because you're trying to fix things that maybe God has already orchestrated the outcome. Somebody say amen. Jeremiah 1 and 5 says, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee, and before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nation. Everybody say, God has it under control. We have to stop trying to fix things and let God fix the things that are out of control. We have to learn the balance between being a parent and not trying to step out of the bounds by trying to be God. That is why we butt heads so many times with our children. One parent said, well, you don't understand, as long as I buy their food, clothes, and I put them in a house, and I buy a car and gas and insurance, etc., make no mistake, I am their God. No, you're not. You're still not. 
We have to learn to lead by example and let God work no matter how old our children are. Believe me, they still watch you no matter how old they are. I still watch my mom. She still influences me. Amen? There will always be times of discipline, instruction, and even punishment. But there has to be a distinction between lordship and parenting. Somebody say amen. One of the main problems we have in America today is that we have mothers that are not trying to live for God. Let me repeat that. One of the worst things in America that's taking place, we have mothers that are not living for God. They're strung out on drugs. They could care less about instilling godly values. That's why I think it's so awesome. Sarah, getting ready to bring another baby into this world, is taking time to dedicate Caden this morning and say, you know what, I will be a godly parent. We have too many mothers worried about having a good time and being their children's friend instead of being a parent. You know, it's great to have a relationship and, and your daughter or your son call you the best friend, but there's a dif- difference. You cannot be the best friend all the time. You have to be a parent. We need mothers that will live a godly life, setting the examples for our children, praying for them, praying with them, bringing them to church, not just putting them on a van. We need mothers that will quit trying to, to, to do God's job, taking God's plans out of the equation. God's plans and your plans may not always agree. Can somebody say amen to that? God's plans will always be better than anything you can come up with. No matter how great of a mother you are, God's plans will always be better. As a parent, we have to learn what is God's business and what is our business in raising our family. If we could grab a hold of this this morning, we will have so much more peace when we let God work things out. But we as parents like to be stubborn, our way or no way. That's why we stay so frustrated with our children. As a pastor and a father, I naturally like to fix things. I want to fix things. Every day I receive phone calls, people sick, people dying, marriages in trouble, kids acting up. Parents not being parents. Church folk backbiting. Oh, yes, I get those phone calls too. Financial crisis has taken place in your families. Challenges, drug addicts, all kinds of other addictions. Dealing with these things sometimes and do wear me out. But just as you face many of these same things with your children, we want to try to fix them, and we need to try to stop trying to fix them and let God fix them. When someone hurts your child, I know what you want to do. Don't you hurt my child. I've seen some of you. I've seen some of your wrath before. Don't you mess with my child. Somebody comes, a child comes home, tells you something happened to school. You're up there at the office the next day. What's going on? I get phone calls here from children on Wednesday night, and they get home, and we've disciplined them, and they get home, and they cry and tell some big lie. And I get a phone call from a parent. You, you, you don't have the right to do that. Blah, 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 and all this stuff. Don't mess with my child. I do understand that. But these things will wear you out when you try to fix things instead of letting God fix it. Some things are simply beyond your control. Some things are beyond our abilities to fix. I have come home before crying and frustrated because I could not fix that marriage that was hurting or that hurt or that addiction. I have come home before honestly after visiting someone that had died and they were asking me to raise them from the dead and I couldn't do it. 
I can't heal the sick. Only God can heal. Only God can raise. He'll, you, he'll, he will through us. But I would come home so frustrated so many times that I couldn't fix it. I could not restore that relationship. But when I learned to take my hands off of it and say, you know what, I'll do everything I can, but it's God. When I learned to do that, I have more peace. God will always work through us. He will heal through us. He'll restore through us. He'll deliver through us. But it has to be God through us, God, not us. God will parent, listen to me, God will parent through you as well. But you've got to let God parent through you. Ask him for wisdom. Jesus said in 1 Peter 5 and 7 to cast all your cares on him, but we don't do it. We try to fix things. We try to take those burdens. We try to, to take those cares upon ourselves. And we end up living in turmoil. One of the things we need to have done, we need to have a relationship healing. You say, well, I'm okay with my relationship with my kids. I don't know. Sometimes we're not. We have lost our ability to, to communicate love to our children sometimes. Instead of calling me, even your pastor, with requests only, and I still want you to do that, I would love for you to call me and say, I love you. Don't do as Caleb did the other night, though. Uh, yeah, that was pretty bad, Caleb. I, he, he texted me and said, are we still doing basketball Thursday night? And I said, yes, sir. Next text I got was, don't forget I have basketball tonight, baby. I texted him back. I said, I know, baby. <laughs> he never texts me anything else the rest of the day. <laughs> but I would love to receive those kind of texts. <laughs> Not that. <laughs> I love you, man. <laughs> Not just texting out of requests. Not just texting out of hurts and needs. But texting just to say, have a good day is awesome if I only communicated my needs to Donna we would not have an, a healthy relationship if you only commit, communicate your needs or your wants or your expectations to your children you will not have a healthy relationship with your children they desire whether they admit it or not to have a relationship with you you think they don't care about you you've heard the words I hate you more than once I'm sure in your lifetime and it hurts, but down deep, they desire to have that relationship with you. We have to get to the place where our relationship is more valuable than what, we, what can be done for us or what we want them to do for us or what is expected. And it's the same with God. We can't go to God with our needs all the time. He wants a relationship with us just to stand on like we have this morning and tell him, we, we love you, God. You're a good, good father. You know, Candace would get my attention so much more as we was raising her when she would come and just say, I love you, more so than I need, even though we wanted to supply the needs. So a relationship healing needs to take place in a lot of our homes. And I, however you want to do that, whether it be spending time in prayer with them or just whatever you want to, but get a relationship healing taking place in your home. We as parents try to tell God what is supposed to happen to our children. How many of you told God what you want for your child? How many has ever got down on your knees and said, God, whatever you want for my child, I want. 
And that's what we got to get to. You cannot control and you cannot manipulate God. You take God out of the mix when you start trying to handle all the problems. You know what drives the devil crazy is when you know what you want for your child and you're praying for your child and that doesn't really come out and the outcome is not what you thought it would be, but you still worship God. That drives the devil crazy because he thinks he's got you because he's heard your request. The devil heard your request too. He thinks he's got you, but when it doesn't turn out like you think it should turn out and you say, you know what, it's in God's hands and I'm going to worship God. That drives the devil crazy. Amen? John 10 and 10 says, what his business is is to come to steal, kill, and destroy your child, everything about your life. But Jesus said, if you will put me in the mix, I have come to give you what? Life. And not only life, but your child can have life more abundantly. Matthew 20, 17 through 23, we read about a mother, a good mother. but she was a mother that overstepped her bounds. Let's read real quick. And Jesus, going up to Jerusalem, took the 12 disciples apart in the way and said unto them, Behold, we go up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man shall be betrayed unto the chief priests and to the scribes, and they shall condemn him to death. They shall deliver him to Gentiles to mock and discourage and to crucify him, and the third day he shall rise again. Then came to him the mother of Zebedee's children with her sons, worshiping him and desiring a certain thing. What was she desiring? She asked Jesus, she said, Will you let my son sit by your side? And Jesus told her, You don't know what you're asking, woman. Because to sit with me, they got to go through what I got to go through. Somebody say amen. She was overstepping her bounds as a mother. And trying, and she had an agenda. Many times we have agendas. We don't. Sometimes we don't mean to, but we have agendas. She had an agenda to get something for her sons. Her sons were grown; they were already blessed. They were already powerful. They were the sons of a of a businessman. Zebedee was a businessman, because a, a, a successful businessman. They had all kinds of things going on. They had spent time with Jesus on Earth, and now she was out overstepping her bounds and saying, will you grant the privilege for my sons to sit on either side of you? Jesus said, woman, you don't know what you're asking because they got to go through what i got to go through to be able to do that. Sometimes we don't know what we're asking. You know, when God impressed me to preach this message, I was wanting to preach how wonderful you are, how awesome you are as a mother, how you've been the number one mom on the block, and compare you to some godly women in the Bible. But there are mothers here this morning that are tired. There are mothers here this morning that are frustrated. And there are mothers here this morning that need to know, what can I do to sleep at night? And I'm giving you that answer today. We as parents make choices for our children, sometimes that they cannot even live with. We put so much pressure on them. I've heard parents look at little ones and say, hey, you're going to be a preacher one day. You're going to be a pastor one day. You're going to be a singer one day. You're going to be a teacher one day. You're going to be a, a, a successful businessman one day. You're going to be a, a doctor, a lawyer, or, or even the president one day. We put all these expectations on them, a great sports figure, and yet they don't perform, and so they don't want to disappoint us, and so they're miserable. 
because we placed all of these expectations on them. How about let's let God put the expectations out there. Somebody say amen. You say, well, am I not supposed to speak over my child? Yes, you are. Keep prophesying over them. Keep preaching over them. Keep praying over them. Pray, but pray for God's perfect will in that child. Amen? What if it means moving to California away from you? What if it means? Some of you have children living far off, with grandchildren far off. You would love to have them right here. But is it God's plan? I was talking to one of my uh, pastors that, that was my pastor in the year 2000. And we were, that's such a good friend from Ohio. He's been here to preach several years ago. And he was in town. They were coming through town. And uh, um, he just wanted to see me. And we wanted to just catch up a little bit. And I told Donna, I said, uh, Brother Tom and Sister Debbie's coming through town, and they want to meet with, with, with me, and they've offered me a job in Ohio. I was just joking. I know she wouldn't leave her grandbaby. So if they offered me a job in Ohio and I went, I'd be going by myself, you know. But sometimes God moves people, moves children, moves, and it's God's perfect will, and we have to allow that to happen as much as we don't like it sometimes. But the outcome will be amazing if we will let it happen if it's God's perfect will. And it's not always determined. It's not always about moving. It's, it's things happening right here in Madisonville, things with your children. I've seen parents that would drag their children to the, to the baseball field to make them play baseball when they didn't have any interest in baseball because the dad or mom was trying to live their life through that child. And that child was failing miserably, and, and they, were, they felt like they were a disappointment to their parents because they couldn't hit the home run. Amen? So we cannot live our lives through our kids. We can ask for all these things, and we can prophesy over them, but let God handle it. Somebody say, let God have it. God wants to perform in their life. When God does it, it will be right. Somebody say, Amen. You can be a God-fearing, worshiping saint of God, but when it comes to that maternal instinct, do you know when to back off and to give it to God? This woman needed to back off and not present her sons, James and John, to Jesus. Listen, before you were a wife or a mother, you were a woman. Everybody say, I'm a woman, if you're a woman. Don't say if you're Caleb, do not answer that. We not, don't need to lose sight that you are a woman of God before you're anything else. Everybody point to yourself if you're a woman and say, I'm a woman of God. Before I'm a mother, before I'm a grandmother, I am a woman of God. When you get this and realize this, you will be a better wife and a better mother. You are God's property, so today, mothers, we honor you. Somebody say amen. Let's give our mothers another good hand while, while we're sitting here. You as mothers can, this morning cannot allow yourself to be defined by the successes or failures of your children. Listen to me. You cannot be defined by the successes or failures of your children. You are defined as a child of God first and foremost. You've carried the burden of your expectations and burdens of others' opinions too long. This Mother's Day, the best gift I could give you as a pastor 
is to give you is to re how to release all of that pain and have a relationship with your loving father first and foremost and that will improve your relationship with your children when you fully trust God things will work out I remember is Candace in here still she had to take Ellie out for a second there she is I remember when Candace was still at home she was out of high school and she was going to college and uh, here locally at the time and I, as dad, wanted to set a curfew. Well, she was old, older. I mean, she's 19 or 20, whatever she was then. And I said, okay, I want you home by no later than midnight. I want you home by midnight. Well, midnight rolled around, she wouldn't be there. And then I'd get all bent out of shape. And I'd go to Donna. I said, what are we going to do? She said, Donna said, would you just chill out? She knows what's going on. She's, she's an adult now. Yeah, but she's still living under my house. Still driving a car I've paid for. She's still doing these things. I'm Lord of this house. No, that didn't work. So I backed off finally. And when I backed off, she started coming home at 10. Amen? Was that, isn't that true? She started coming home earlier. Maybe not 10 every time, but she'd come home earlier. She'd always call and tell us where she was at, but, but I wanted her home. But when I learned to back off and give it to God, I said, God, this is your deal, not mine. I've raised her. She knows what's right and what's wrong. She started, she started making the right choices. Somebody say amen. If you as a mother makes those choices and makes the right choices for your children, they will. The Bible says if we train them up, they're going to act right. Somebody say amen. So we make those choices. We give it to God. Amen. Learn when to back off. Listen, no matter if you don't get flowers or cards or taking out to dinner or a phone call today, you are still a woman of God. Somebody say amen. Mom, mom and, and she is so amazing. One of her best friends lives here in Princeton now. But her children never call they never acknowledge her, and she's always heartbroken on Mother's Day. So she asked me last night, she said, please find that phone number, and you and Philip give her a call and wish her a mother's, happy Mother's Day. Even in her sickness, she's thinking about those things. But even if you don't, even if your children don't acknowledge you, you're still a woman of God. Somebody say amen. amen. Mary, the mother of Jesus, was an amazing woman. No doubt all kinds of expectations for her son, Jesus. No way did she envision the crucifixion. No way did she envision the crucifixion. But God had a plan, and Mary couldn't mess that up. Jesus loved his mother even enough that while he was dying on the cross, stopped and said, John, take care of my mother. No matter how old we get, we should always take care of our mothers. Somebody say amen. Mothers should always receive the respect they deserve. Say amen, Raven. I just want you to say amen to Heather. Jesus went while dying, still respected his mother. God says if you honor your father and mother, he will add, what, years to your life. This woman that I talked about with the two sons was looking at a small picture. She wasn't looking at the big picture of what God was wanting to do. She definitely could not have handled her two sons going to the cross and being crucified. Right. 
Jesus was saying to her, it's not God's plan for your sons to have to go through all the scourging and the beatings that I went through. You don't want what you're asking. So how do we do this? How do we, how do we become more parents and less God? How do we do that? We stay focused on our relationship with God first and foremost. First and foremost, have that time. I was talking to, and I won't say who, I don't want to embarrass her this morning, but one of you guys here, so you can figure it out. But I was talking to someone this week, and they said they were spending more time with God than they ever have. That's what it takes. That's what it takes. I know it's crazy. Mother, I know it's so crazy being a mother, the time, the time schedules you have. But it's so important that you can take a portion of that day and give to God every time. So important. Number two, we ask God for his perfect will in our children's life. Not our will, but God's perfect will. And age has nothing to do with it. No matter how old a child is, that child, if the mother is alive, that mother is praying for that child. Mom always says, Philip's 65 and you're 61. How old do you think that makes me feel? But she's still alive and she's still praying for us no matter what. Number three, we ask God, what is our role in helping getting our children to your perfect will and purpose? What is our role as a parent? How can we get our children to you to have that relationship with you so they will know your perfect will? What is our role? As we talked earlier for Tyler and Sarah, what is the role of a parent raising our children? What is your role? It is to be the example of Christ in front of them. Number four, we ask God, help us balance our maternal instincts and our spiritual instincts, never being controlling or manipulative. Number five, we set the example of what a Christian mom or dad should look like before our children. Do they ever see you reading the Bible? Do they ever hear you praying? I know, and I pick on Heather all the time, but I know Raven has said before, she knows when not to bother Heather when she's in her prayer room. I think Jason knows not to bother Heather when she's in her prayer room. Need to have that place that you can get away and pray. We need to quit trying, number six, to manipulate or control our child's destiny. You can pray over them and you can have all kinds of good things you want to happen to them, but you've got to let it play out. Let God play it out. Amen? Number seven, we rest in Jesus. When the day is done, when you've done all you can do and you've been the best mother you can possibly be, you've done everything you know to do in raising your children, you rest in Jesus and you cast all your cares to the Lord. Amen? Number eight, we simply quit trying to fix things and let God fix them. And we rest and we enjoy the greatest time of your life. This Mother's Day, realize how precious you are, mother's. This woman in our text, no doubt, that had the two boys, loved Jesus. But because her purpose, of her purpose and not Jesus's, she lost her focus. We've got to stay focused. This morning, mothers and fathers that are here, we must refocus. And then watch God do mighty things in our children. Don't stop praying for them. Don't stop prophesying over them. Don't start envisioning the best for them. But be willing to accept God's plan. Be willing to accept God's plan. 
You know, for our children, many times we say, we don't want them working at McDonald's. We don't want them doing this. But you know what? Because, and, there was a, and I won't embarrass her today. Yes, I will. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Roxanne was having a hard time the other day. She called for prayer. And because God's plan was for somebody to be at the drive-thru at Vizzoli's when she went through to pick up her, her meal to take home, a little girl, was a girl, a girl, looked at her and said, I don't know what you're going through, ma'am, but I'm supposed to pray for you. Is it God's plan for our children to work at Pozzoli's or work for McDonald's or whatever? Maybe it is. If it wasn't for that moment and that lifted her, if it wasn't for that moment, we've got to accept where we're at. Somebody say amen. Is it God's plan for you to be uh, going off to uh, Harvard University? Maybe it's God's plan for you to be in Madisonville Community College. Somebody say amen. So we've got to accept those things. Don't stop praying. Don't stop envisioning, but you be willing to accept what God gives out. Well, I want my, my daughter to hurry up and get married and, and to have 20 kids so I can have a bunch of grandkids. Maybe it's not God's will. I know some people that their, their, their daughters are in their 30s and not married yet but they're living a fulfilled life because they're ministering, they're doing things. Maybe it's not God's will for that, that daughter to marry. Let God work it out. Somebody say, let God work it out. Know that you're a woman of God, mothers, and you are to be honored. You as mothers are to live a peaceful life, enjoying your children, not frustrated, but content in watching God's purpose play out. Somebody say, amen. Jesus said, to that woman, uh, they shall drink of my cup. And be, we don't want to force something on our children that they don't need. James and John ended up being martyred. Mother didn't know what she was asking. It would be better, mothers, if you would give your child the unconditional love they deserve, even if they did not get that job you thought they should get, even if the marriage that they were in didn't work out, even if they did not have financial success and had to file bankruptcy. You should never be there to say, I told you so, but be there to offer that unconditional love. Don't misunderstand me, though, but don't enable them to fail. Don't enable them to fail, but be there for them when things don't go exactly as you think they should go. Be there as a God-fearing woman of God, letting God's will work out. This morning, mothers, we love you, we honor you, we acknowledge you, we pray for you, and we certainly thank God for you. All mothers, at this time, I'm going to ask you to come to the altar. So every mother that's here, I want you to stand and just come and stand in front of the altar with us this morning. Praise God. After service, don't forget, we'll be back at the door and you'll receive a gift as you leave, but we want to pray over you. 
you are so special. Your job is so hard. My goodness. I, 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 again, I, I, I acknowledge Donna and what she does. It, your job as a mother is unbelievable. You're much stronger than us men a lot of times. Because we want to go to bed at a certain time. Sometimes y'all are still up washing clothes at 12 midnight. You're, you're still up doing things when we are in the recliner watching a ball game. Your mothers are wonderful. And we honor you. But I want to, this morning to under, you to understand this is the greatest time of your life to be a mom. And to be able to turn all of your frustrations. And I know some of you have some frustrations. You've come to me and talked to me. What am I going to do with my child? What am I going to do? Turn those frustrations into peace and enjoyment. Amen. Letting God be God. Don't take your loving hand off of the child, but take your controlling hand off. Somebody say amen. Does this make sense this morning? It is hard, isn't it? Amen. Praise God. But when we learn to do this, we're going to be much better. All you, Everybody back there, all the guys especially, stand up and reach your hands towards these ladies as we pray over them this morning. Hallelujah. Father, this morning, we thank you for our mothers. We thank you, God, for these women that are standing here. These are women of God. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that they have turned their lives to you. Father, I ask you that it would intensify, that they would do it even more, that they would find more time to spend with you. May the Lord bless them and keep them. May the Lord make his face to shine upon them and be gracious unto them. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon them and give them true peace. Anoint them mightily, Father. Some of the greatest prayer wars ever were women, mothers. We thank you for that. This morning we ask a special blessing on this group. Keep your hand up on them. Let them be the example of what a woman of God looks like to their children. And Father, I thank you again for them. We honor them this morning. In Jesus' name, and everybody says... Just stay here just for a moment. Let's just raise our hands and worship him for a moment. Put that on, Brother Rodney, if you would. Let's just worship him for a moment. Father, we love you. Worshiping across this sanctuary.
want you guys to pair up in a couple in pairs right here, or maybe threes. Pray for each other as a mother pray for God. Amen. You call find somebody to pray for us. You stepped into my past. You filled my world with grace. You didn't have to come, but you wanted to. Before we dismiss, if you're here today and maybe you've drawn cold to the Lord or maybe you haven't uh, given your heart to Him ever, you have an opportunity right now to come. This altar is always open, but it's especially open right now. So if you're here today and you want to give your heart back to God, maybe you've drawn cold, like I said. We'll take time and pray with you. We're not, we're not, this is the most important part of our service. Now just fix your eyes on Jesus, fix your attention on Jesus. Praise God. You can be seated just for a moment, amen. Thank you, Lord. Sammy wants to do something and then we'll be dismissed just in a moment. Can you give the Lord one more hand clap of praise? Amen. And then can we give our mothers one more?
round of applause this morning. Praise the Lord, church. Uh, I don't want to damper, damper the celebration of our mothers here, but a couple of days ago, God had put this on my heart, and I just hadn't even thought no more about it to earlier in the, the service. But I want to do something this morning. There's a mother out in Colorado this morning that's trying to celebrate Mother's Day without her child because of something that happened that shouldn't have happened. This young man evidently had to be raised right to take and throw his life out in front of a firing gun to help his other students. Y'all know what I'm talking about. This shooting happened this past week in Colorado. This young man saved a bunch of lives by, by putting his life on the line. But there's that mother out there this morning of, of all times having to try to celebrate Mother's Day because she's got more children. I don't know what her name is or that much about her, but I know she's got more children. But it's going to be hard to celebrate Mother's Day with the loss that she's lost this past week. So... And I don't want to put Sister Georgiana on a spot, but as a mother and as a teacher, would you come and pray this morning for this mother? Amen. I'm sure she needs our prayers this morning. And, and even though we may be quite a few miles away from her, God's prayers can travel anywhere. So Sister Georgiana. God, we just come to you lifting up this mother today, God. Just pray that you would comfort her in this time of loss. That God, we just pray that she would rejoice in knowing that her her son is with you and that he saved he saved others' lives. He was sacrificial and gave his life, just like you gave your your son's life for us, God. So God, we just pray you would comfort her. We just pray you would surround her with people that that could love on her and just be with her. God, just there's just no other words to express how how she's feeling, God, and what she's going through. But God, we just pray that you would just let her feel your love and your peace. Uh, just surround her. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Brother Sam. That was very awesome. That was awesome. Uh, one quick announcement before we dismiss: This Wednesday night, we're doing something a little different. She, uh, she look at everything, isn't she? Uh, this Wednesday night, we have made a decision, and sometimes as a parent, you have to make a tough decision, tough love. Somebody say tough love. Some of our children were so out of control last Wednesday night, we had to make a decision not to pick up some this week. Okay? And I told them I'm going to give them one week. We will not run the vans for picking up any children under 18 this Wednesday night. All the adults will still be picked up if you're... Um, our church member here on Sunday mornings, of course, we're still going to pick you up. But those that we pick up just on Wednesday nights, we had to make a decision for this Wednesday night to try to get their attention, to get them back under control. Church is going to happen still, and if they can get here, they were welcome to come, but we're not going to, and I told them we're just not going to waste our gas to bring you here to disrupt the whole church. And we had two classes that couldn't even be taught because of that. 
So we made, this is called tough love. Everybody say tough love. Are we not going to reach for those? Yes, we are. Still reaching for them. But we have to get their attention. So let's see if this works this Wednesday night. And then we'll get back to normalcy after that, hopefully. Somebody say amen. Amen? Yes. We do need some extra help in the kitchen. Uh, next three Wednesday nights, Angie can't be here till four or four fifteen. So we need somebody to help get that going. So if you are able to help, and I know Sister Lydia helps a lot, anybody that can help, please see Sister Angie, and she'll coordinate that. Amen. Amen. Somebody say amen. amen. Y'all can stand back to your feet. We'll be dismissed here in a second. Yes, we will. Amen. Praise God. All right. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this morning, God. We thank you for our mothers. We thank you, God, for this awesome time with you, for the presence that we felt today, God. We just worship you. We honor you. God, help us to know, Father, when to be a parent and when to let you do what you need to do, Father. So, God, show us how to be godly parents. And, God, we just thank you again for this special day. We honor our mothers. In Jesus' name, everybody says amen. Thank you, and you're dismissed. Yeah.